Hello people and welcome to this week's episode of the Two Halves Show. Before we begin, I want to give a big shout out to all our viewers for all your comments, likes uh, and shares. Uh, it's been a big support in these first couple of months. This week we were going to be joined for the first time with a third guest, um, but he couldn't make it. Um, but as always, we have Usama in the building. Usama, how are you doing, my bro? Are you good? Yeah, man, I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Been uh, a bit of a boring week, another boring week, hasn't it? I can't know, wait for the football man. to be back properly. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday. Oof, I can't wait, man. It's going to be good to have it back. A bit of a different show this week because of the the lack of football, like we said. Uh, we're going to do something a little interesting, seeing as it was Internationals Week. And of course, England played last night. A lot of talking points with England, but I think we're going to be saving them a little bit closer to the World Cup. What we're going to be doing today is another draft edition. This time with England players throughout history. So 111 of the best England players going to be doing it in a draft system as we did before we're going to be looking back at Roger Federer's career as he's announced his retirement last week from tennis uh, and then we'll be picking up uh, a couple of talking points from the NFL this week Osama I want us to start with the the, the draft and mm. you know England have had a mixed history when it comes to football um, a lot of positives a lot of negatives obviously only won the World Cup once they've made you know the semi-finals twice and so on Mm. There's an interesting group of players for us to pick from uh, okay. throughout the 50, 60, 70 years mm. that we can look back on. This week, I'm going to be going first because you went first last time, okay? <laughs> so guys, as before, let us know who you think at the end is the better of the two teams and let us know who you would have in your England all-time 11. Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this, right? Uh, and I'm going to start... Go on. What formation are we sticking to? Okay, do you know what? We can each pick a formation. Why not? What formation do you want to pick? Um, I'm thinking 4-4-2. Four, 4-4-2. Four, two. Four, four, two. Do yeah. you know what? I, I think I'm going to go along with that. Mm. I, I'm going to go 4-4-2 four, four, as well. Why not? Old-fashioned old English might, might be the shout, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Right? Okay, so I'm going to go first. We've got big players in many positions. I'm going to start with my, fi- my favourite player of all time. Let me guess. United legend. And I'm going to go for Wayne Rooney. Straight in there. I'm going to oh. put him as one of the two attackers. Straight uh, in there. Wayne I Rooney, the greatest, the greatest English player to ever play. No questions asked. The greatest ever English player. Ever? Straight in there. Has he won a Ballon d'Or? He was the, he's the closest English player, apart from Mike Lone, who obviously won it. And apart from Steven Gerrard. You're, you're, you're picking Steven Gerrard as Bro, your first pick. Steven Gerrard. Really? Liverpool icon. Are you mad? Now, do you know what? You do you want, this do you know guy what? doesn't walk into that team. Do you know what's funny with that? Bro, that oh arguably, everyone, a lot of people would argue there's two other midfielders that, that yeah, go in ahead of him, arguably. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I that's, that's, I, I genuinely thought you were going to go with someone different. Yeah, man. I think. I can't believe you've gone with Steven Gerrard. Oh. I know you're a Liverpool fan and someone, but, but come on, bro. Your first pick. Yeah, easily, fam. Bro, this guy's an elite, elite baller. Um, there's certain players within the England squad, I think Rio Ferdinand was saying, that even though they were enemies for club football, even though they were enemies within club football, like, he knew the experience and the talent that this kid had is nuts. And look at him in his first tournament for England. This guy bossed it at that young age. Are you mad? And you think he bossed me. it, really? Oh, watch that game and come back to me. 
He's, bro, this guy. Is, I don't know. I just level. think I just think that there's two obvious ones, and I'm gonna go for one of them right now. Yeah, Frank on. Lampard. Frank Lampard huh? easily. Listen, safe, the safe, fr- the Lampard yeah. Scholes Gerard debate. The the order goes like this: Lampard Scholes Gerard. That's oh the order. My days. No, no, no. I no. even potentially I thought, no, no. in in a certain role put Scholes uh, first. And, and uh, don't bro. listen to me. Don't listen to me. Listen to Thierry That's... Henry. Listen to Thierry Henry. What's he famous for saying? What's it, what did he say? The question was, if you can have one in your team, who are you having? And he said Scholes because he was just on another level. He said, Steven Jarrett, great, amazing. Scholes on another level. Bro. I'm actually not even picking Scholes at the moment. I'm picking Lampard first You're because Lampard... Are you not, are you not Lampard over Scholes? Lampard is an eight, number one. And he he will go up and down, but he's, always gonna, he's also going to give me that goal scoring from midfield. I don't know. We'll see about that. Who are you having next? Oh, wow. Like, honestly, I'm shook. You've actually, yeah, you know, just for that, I'm picking skulls. Honestly, just for that, I'm picking skulls. Fair enough. You're looking down the midfield positions, are you? Bro, you're mad. You're, Fair you've enough. actually Fair chosen enough. Lampard I'm, over them two. Um, that's oh, very, very interesting. I, I genuinely thought you were going to go differently. You have skulls in yours. Okay, so mm. skulls, Gerard, midfield. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. You do like a bit of pace there, I'll be honest, but not bad, not bad. Oh, okay. Um, My next pick, I'm going to go for the defense. I know you went for And I'm going to get the main man himself. Very level, right? Rio Ferdinand. Straight in there. Rio, Rio, you're in my team, bro. Straight in there. That's if he's listening to a podcast. But yeah, okay, fair enough. Rio. Uh, You know what? Enough said. Enough said. You know, arguments, obviously, you have the greats of the 60s and so on, but up there with the best centre-backs of all time, never mind even just for England. Straight Mm. in there. I think for me, I'd have to go centre-back as well. Just, yeah, I'm going to go for John Terry, JT. I think, um, yeah, Mr. I, Consistent I, the, gives you everything my, that you the, need. The only, the only thing for me, and, and, you know, maybe it's a bit unfair because he didn't play during this time, mm. but I think he would be one of the worst players to have his game translate to the modern era. It's not relevant to the debate because obviously he he's not playing in this era. Mm, but just the, just the way he he's, he, way he, he didn't really have pace. He wasn't really a ball playing. His leadership, his you can't awareness, yeah. his defensive stability with the back four and yeah. the keeper, everything. Yeah, this nah. guy had everything during his time. Hundred percent to be regarded as one of the best centre backs during yeah. his era. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, I'm gonna lock up the second striker position straight away, and I'm gonna go for Harry Kane. Oh, dead. The first yeah, of the modern era. Like, how's that dead? Penalty you're telling merchant. me you're telling me Wayne Rooney and no, Harry no. Kane as Wayne a front Rooney, two is dead. Understand. Come on, bro. Listen, Harry Kane is a penalty merchant. Yes or no? Uh, no, he's missing. not a penalty merchant. He's not. He goes missing merchant. during the big game. He's gonna end up being potentially the the yeah, top England's goal scorer in the Premier yeah. League. You can't be if calling England's a player like that top goal scorer. Hundred percent understand. No, 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 no. The Premier League top goal scorer. Yeah, no, he'll break both. Yeah, yeah. You, I can't. I'm not calling I'm not the player. No, like I'm that not talking about him in the prem. I'm talking him in the international level. Naturally, naturally, the players who are going to score the most goals in international level are going to be always the person who's taking the it, penalties. You think I've still forgotten about that's, that pass that's, that he didn't give to that's Sterling? That's natural. Like, listen, yeah, okay, that mad. is a big, yeah? big moment, Absolute bro. That, that, what, what that is the only doing? black mark against him. But listen, quality-wise, him and Wayne Rooney as well. I think that's a perfect front two. One guy running, the other staying back, or the vice versa. Mm. Balance, so, bro. Yeah, Balance. Anyway, what's your next pick? Second centre-back. I think Ooh, it might catch defense. a lot of people out, but I'd probably say Bobby Moore. Nah, listen. I think um, from what winner. I've 
seen in like highlights and what I've read. You can't, about can't debate that. And yeah, won the World Cup with England, so it's a no-brainer. Yeah, hundred percent. Ah, you know that's a that's a solid solid pick there. To be honest with you, I'm gonna lock down the right mid. Yeah, David Beckham. David right. Beckham. Get in my oh team. My Look at the balance, okay? Mm-hmm. I have David Beckham crossing balls into Hurricane. I've got Frank Lampard on the edge of the box just in case a deflection comes his way. I've got Rooney running yeah, around, but you don't have chasing every field. Don't worry, bro. I'm coming yeah. to that. I'm coming to that. Don't uh, worry. It's a good shot, obviously. Probably England's best right winger or right mid. Yeah, man. Uh, I think I'm locking this down just before you take Go on. It. Left back. Ashley Cole. Ah, man. I don't think anyone can even speak He was like He that. was probably the one of the most uh, obvious ones. He's the most consistent, I'd say. Uh, and he's the one of the best. Nah, nah, okay. That, that's a that's a solid, solid one, to be honest with you. Um, do you know what? I'm going to go left mid. And, you know, I don't think he really played left mid a lot, but he's more of an attacker, so I can, I'm going to fit him in, in there. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'm going to put Gaza there. Bruv. That's a solid yeah, pick. man. That was my right right, right, right attacking mid. My it's right calm. winger. I, I'm putting him on the left. Gaza on the left. Bro, you're mad. That balance in the midfield is gone. Nah, listen. I haven't got my defensive midfielder. Yeah. Stay tuned for who, that. Don't who, worry who about it. There's Don't worry no about one. it. I'm, there's no one. They're okay, dry. that's fine. No worries. I about swear, it. It's if coming you tell too. me Declan Rice or someone, I'm Don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry right about it. This guy loves Declan Rice, man. Just don't worry about it, okay? Yeah, What's I want to cement the keeper position. I think, for me, there's two choices that I was trying to Pick which one's best, either David Seaman or Gordon Banks. Now I think Interesting. I've seen a lot of David Seaman uh, while young growing up. Yeah, consistent uh, Arsenal legend. Um, but I, I think I don't know. Listening to people's opinions, Gordon Banks was better. Plus, obviously, he's won the World Cup, so experience and trophy winning mentality straight goes into the team. Interesting, interesting. I like that. I like that. I think I'm going to go for my other centre-back right now. Okay. And with this one, I'm going more towards someone with experience. Saul Campbell. Okay. Saul yeah, Campbell. Saul Andrio. I think that's a nice, nice defence. I've got one guy who's, you know, the, the, you know, the hard rock, the, the, the one who's going to bring the strength, another one who's a bit more pacey, got the passing ability in Rio. Nice, nice balance to my defense. I think that I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with the other, other, other positions at the moment, but I'm getting there with my defense. I'm, I'm locking down Saul Campbell. Uh, I think for me, this one might cause a bit of rift between the fans. Go on. But I'll take Kyle Walker as my right back ahead of Gary. Oh, that bro, listen. I'm sorry. Nah, I think that's a good choice. I'll be honest with you. Honestly? I think, I think just because of how, uh, because of him being. A recent player, I think that gives yeah. it a good, you know. Listen, do you know what? Actually, side point, guys. Do you know what annoys me about Gary Neville? One of the things that annoys me, he properly mm. plays down his career. Guys, I want you now, after this podcast, to just Google Gary Neville highlights. And you will see, you know, he, he gives off a persona on Sky. Oh, I wasn't very good or whatever. This guy had technique, mm. bro. Go look at his Jeez, first uh, goal for United. Look at his first goal for United. Outside foot, curling shot. This guy had technique. He was very, very technical. And he played his career down. But listen, you don't stay, you know, right back for United for that long if you're not good. And he plays down his career. But yeah. I, 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 I like the Carl Walker shout uh, yeah. ahead of him, I'll be honest. I, I, I do like that. offers some pace in the defence that is much needed. I yeah. think going with Gary Neville, he, got, he gives you a consistent 7 out of 10 performance. 
But it's just that defence is lacking a bit of pace. And obviously, Ashley Cole has that. And you need on the right Ashley side. Ashley Cole too. really, really is helping you. I'm going to go. You ask me who I have Ooh. in my own midfield. Honestly, honestly. Captain, fantastic. Steven Gerrard's already taken that. Nominated. The, bo- the, the English player that's been nominated for the most Ballon d'Ors, I believe, was nominated in almost every single year in the 80s. Captain Fantastic himself, Brian Robson. You did not see that coming, did you? He's a holding midfielder, bro. Listen, he was one of them all-action midfielders. In the modern age, he would probably be able to easily in convert to a... probably def- like a Roy Keane. Yeah, but we, we, we're playing a 4-4-2, bro. Like, I can say mm. you don't really have a defensive midfielder either. Jared can hold. He can, but it's not Scores his can job. Hold. No, no, scores can't. Both of them are eights. That in a, you know, four four two, obviously you're gonna have to do a bit of both. And Brian Robson for me exemplifies that. Brian Robson mm. was you know, he controlled the midfield for the eighties side that got to the semi final in nineteen ninety and so on. Like he 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 was one of the mainstays in that team. And I think a midfielder for him and Lampard is Oh wow! I'm I'm impressed by myself there. You know, I'm not uh, gonna lie. I'm guessing now. Right. Okay. Um, who's your next pick? So I think I'm missing both wingers and two strikers. Yeah. So uh, I think I'll start with one of my strikers. I, I'm surprised actually how you didn't choose him. Uh, I'll be honest. Down. I'm regretting picking Gaza for my left wing because th- there's a player yeah. that I wish I picked to that now, but I'm gonna go with Gaza now still. Alan Shearer. Solid, solid pick. I think solid he deserves pick. to get the original team. Harry Kane. Offers you everything. Honestly, I think Alan Shearer is probably how young strikers nowadays look up to their game. Like, look at the goals that this guy scores for England and for Newcastle or for Blackburn. This guy was just too good at yeah, his age. Just and it's just the, underrated. The, 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 just the sheer numbers that he's been able to, you know, put together. Yeah, I think like you have to respect yeah. it. You just have to. I think his only weakness would probably have to be his celebrations. His <laughs> fam, that drive, man. I believe that the only position that I need to fill in right now... Got, I think both right back, left, left back. back. Right back and left back. And right back, back sorry, yeah. Uh, right back, I'm going to go with Genev. Uh, listen, I'm trying to think, and I was thinking maybe I should put someone modern because you know, there's a billion... What? Trent? What? what? Who said that? Yeah, I thought so. something in the room. I thought about putting someone more than like Trent or Reese James or something because of how many there are at the moment. But I think you have to respect what, what Genev's done, his career. Like I said, he plays himself down, but he was a very, very technical. That's the thing with him. He was very technical mm. for an Eng- English player back then. Um, so I, I'm putting him in there for me. Um, and then I've just got one more that I'm struggling with left back for England, but you got left back in Keith, I just but, need to um, think about it. Oh, yeah, keeper as well. That's true. I think my second striker. Uh, I think it might catch a few people up. I'd say Gary Lineker. Solid, solid. Uh, Played for top clubs. Yeah. Barcelona, Spurs, so on. He did really well in international level. So I think if you're talking about England's all-time, I think he has to be there. And I think a lot of, maybe of the old generation would 100% agree. Yeah, listen, elite. elite. Uh, He just provides everything that you need from a striker. Left back, I said, was difficult. I just thought of someone. And he, he's arguably top 10 left backs of all time but it's just one of them where in our generation we don't really pay attention to people who played you know, in uh, the I 90s and the 80s mm. I don't think you do Dennis Irwin uh, oh my mums I was going to say you gonna that what are you going to say that yeah, that's Dennis Irwin bro yeah actually wait my bad my bad Dennis Irwin's Irish not English my bad uh, let me take someone actually speaking of the 90s I'll go for Stuart Pearce 
Stuart Pearce, Euro 96 uh, and all that. Uh, I think I'm going to gonna make him his choice. It's not the greatest, but there's not many good left-backs, to be fair. And I think I've only got the keeper left, don't I? Yeah. So uh, I think I've just got my wingers now. Go on. I think um, I'm going to go for a mix of both. One past. There's a very obvious one. And one current. current. So uh, the past, I'd have to say, I think you can play him as a winger. Uh, I think he had an amazing start to his England career. And yeah, he's won a Ballon d'Or. The English player to actually have won a Ballon d'Or. Michael Owen. I think I'd play him as a right do you know what? I, I, I think you could do that just purely because of the pace. You know, he's got Honestly, the pace, so he, he, came you know, he had scene, the pace at his peak, so I think he like, can. Like Big Meek says, he's, he smashed it onto the scene as a youngster. I think Michael Owen is the one that you have to say. Like Interesting. I thought you were sure. going to go for someone a bit more modern I've for the right wing. The but, left winger, uh, and I know who I'm going to go for, but after uh, you. My keeper, I'm going to close it down, shut it down. Peter Shilton for me. Put Peter Shilton in there. What? So you're not having David Seaman? Yeah, I have Peter Shilton. Um, listen, one of them historically great England keepers. Uh, didn't m- quite make it to the 66 winning team. He's a little bit young for that, but listen, top level. He's someone who a lot of uh, you know a lot of English pundits and so on compare new and up and coming keepers. I I did consider Joe Hart. I'll be honest. Ah. I don't know why. There's something about Joe. Listen, England have never had historically great keepers. If anything, we're probably in the, the golden age of goalkeepers in, from England. You've got <laughs> Dean Henderson, Nick Pope, and Ramsdale, who all, for mm. me, are, are top, top-level keepers. And I'm considering putting one of one of them in there, you know. Just because the modern game is very different. Nah, do you know what? Let's stick to it. It's an all-time 11. It's not a modern-day 11. Mm. Um, I'm going to put Peter Shilton in there. Right. Um, uh, what's your last pick? So I've just got the left winger. No, I think this one's a bit of a tough one. I was debating whether between John Barnes or Raheem Sterling. And yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one because I think... I was thinking John Barnes as well, you know. Like, John Barnes, I don't know if you've most of our fans have seen during the 90s and 80s. This guy was something different. 100%, 100%. Uh, he was like the new upcoming way of playing as a left winger. Uh, Offered you everything, left foot, right foot. Um, but then, yeah, I'm also debating about Sterling. I think him at the Euros just showed how good he was for England. And as like a second striker. Listen, throughout him. his whole career, he's been very underrated by English fans. Mm. I think there are limitations to Sterling's game, but in terms of historically for England, there's not many bad left-wingers. Mm. 100%. I think Which one are you going for? I'll probably just cement. John Barnes, I think, if you're uh, talking about for England. Interesting, interesting. I am going to put Sterling in my team because I do not think I can get away with putting Gazza as a left winger, to be honest with you. He's more of an attacking midfielder than number 10. I do think it's a bit unfair if I put him in there when that's not his position. There's a lot of fans um, are going to be fuming that none of us had Gazza. Listen, I, I think Gazza could have been you know, one of the two striker positions that we played, and I'm kind of playing that as like, like that false nine, mm-hmm. number 10 position, but you know, I've got Wayne Rooney and Harry Kane, and you've got, and you've got Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer. So, in terms of the the plays that we do have in, it's very difficult to argue against them anyway. But you're right; I do think uh, a lot of people would would want to put uh, Gaza in. Yeah. So, uh, guys, listen. Quite run, run me through. Go on. Who's your manager? I think for me, I'm choosing all time for England's all time. Man, that's a 
crap bunch of managers? Uh, I think it's a bit of a weird one. Because, uh, obviously, like you said, there's not many. Uh, and if I had to choose one, I'd probably say Bobby Robson. I'm going to go for a very, very sticky and interesting pick. Okay? Mm-hmm. This manager only managed England for two games. Oh, no. Right? Don't even. And he is potentially the greatest ever English manager in history. Big. No, what? No, Sam. not Big Sam. Oh, Come on, bro. bro. I said best. Brian Clough. Okay. That's a solid pick. And obviously, I, you know, it's two games. I'm not judging off as international, but and that wasn't because he wasn't doing well with England. But as a manager, he was he was he was a modern manager in the 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 olden era and he 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 saw the vision of modern football back then. If football was meant to be played in the air, grass would have been growing on clouds. Remember what he said that. So wow. he he was he was someone who was a pioneer. Um, I'm definitely having him manager my team, bro. I think that's uh, you found, I think uh, you had a, a good half a good fun Spence when you said nah, listen, two, no, nah, come like on, Sam. bro, yeah, big nah, Sam. nah, nah. Run us through your your team quickly, then. Yeah, so um, in that I've gone for none other than Gordon Banks. Uh, right back, I've gone for Kyle Walker. Uh, two centre backs is John Terry and Bobby Moore. Uh, left back is Ashley Cole. Mm-hmm. Left wing is John Barnes. My two midfielders, Stephen Gerrard and Paul Scholes. Um, right winger, I've gone for Michael Owen. And my two strikers are Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer. So that's a pretty, pretty solid honestly, team you have there, to be honest again, with you. Like listen, two weeks, listen. Two By the way, I, I think I won the last one. We'll I, chat about that later. I, but, don't, um, I don't believe so. Let me run you through mine. Uh, have Peter Shilton in net, Gary Neville, Rio Ferdinand, Saul Campbell, and Stuart Pierce to round off the defence. Solid with nice ball-playing ability. Beckham on the right wing, Robson and Lampard in that midfield. What a midfield too that is, by the way. Raheem Sterling on the left, give him his respect. Uh, and then Wayne Rooney and Harry Kane up top. Beckham crossing them balls into Harry I, Kane. I think honestly, only two... The only position that you probably have ahead of me is probably Rooney and Hurricane. Bro, my midfield smokes yours, I'll be I honest with you. My midfield thing. smokes yours and my centre-back smoke yours, I'll be honest with you. Ga- I'd say Rio Ferdinand, yeah. So Campbell, not so much. As a unit, mine, mine, mine beats mm. yours. But guys, give us your thoughts. Who are you picking out of the two teams? Who's your favourite? Who do you think wins in a one-off match at their peak? Let us know. And uh, let us know any ideas you have for any future drafts that you might want us to do. Uh, and we'll be sure to... Uh, run through them. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we haven't really done tennis a lot on this podcast, but um, last week we've seen the goat. You know, potentially the goat, Roger Federer, announcing his retirement from uh, professional tennis. An incredible, incredible career over twenty-four years, I believe it is. Yeah. Osama, firstly, what was your reaction when you heard um, he was retiring? Yeah, I think it's tough to take as a fan. Um, as a tennis fan, I think it's sad to see one of the greats go. Yeah, I think it was coming. Um, past two to three years, he's had a lot of injuries and a lot of surgeries, especially on his knees. I think it was it was sad to see it come to an end. But for such an elite tennis player, and probably won't go down as one of the greats, if not the great. 
Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I was kind of sad when he announced it, but of course you knew like, good things always have to come to an end. And yeah. Yeah, like, like you said, I think, especially with the injuries, a lot of people kind of saw it coming. But, you know, like you said, he, he was the first of the the modern era of, of absolute elite tennis. Mm. Um, that includes obviously him, Fedra, Nadal, Murray. He was the first, the pioneer, you know, the one that started it all. And for that, he needs to be he he needs to be uh, commended because uh, he he can be seen as the reason why tennis was is as elite as it was during his time because he elevated the level to a point where Nadal, Djokovic, uh, Murray, and so on had to compete at that top level to catch up with each yeah. other. Without him setting the benchmark, the rest of them would be great, but they wouldn't have something, they wouldn't have a giant to aim at. Yeah, and I think... And listen... That's where Novak comes in right now. I think listen, him winning the most... Uh, with, with, yeah, but, you know, there's... Uh, listen, there's a conversation, we'll come to that in a bit, but just focusing on Fedra, mm. 20 Grand Slam titles, only, you know, only, obviously, Djok- Djokovic and Nadal have more. He goes down, like I said, his legacy is cemented now. Yeah. And... um. With his injuries, you can definitely see it coming. You know, he's the only uh, male player to win five consecutive U.S. Open titles. Uh, he, you know, he achieved uh, you know the record of ten consecutive major finals. He did some absolutely yeah. great stuff in the in the mid noughties uh, 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 and following that. You you mentioned you know the the other two. Listen, the 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 greatest of all time debate in tennis is very very close between them three. I think. Yeah, for sure. Who who's yours? I'd say best of all time has to be Roger. I think a lot of you have Roger ahead of the other two. I think in terms of ranks, it goes Roger. I hate I hate to say this, Novak and then Rafa. Oh wow! But seriously, even though I love Rafa and he has that aggression and the passion for tennis, and just watching him play, he's he dies for the points, just like Novak and Roger does. But, yeah, I think in terms of achievements, I'd have to put Novak second and then Rafa third. But I mean, he's only got one more, one more major than him. And you know, the people forget how young Nadal is. Nadal no, no, showed Nadal. up and he was he was he was he was he was a wonder kid. Listen, I I disagree. Uh, for me, Rafael Nadal is the greatest of all time. Both him and Djokovic are uh, above Federer when it comes to titles. Yeah, but Nadal for me overcame the, the the, the the challenge of winning at Wimbledon. He was a, he's a master on the clay. He's great uh, on on the hard surface, and he overcame um, the grass. And for me, that that cemented his all round status. And I can understand the Djokovic shouts because of the number of titles. I just there's something about Nadal that just makes you want to watch the sport more and more. And it's just the way he controls games for me. His intensity, like you said, I, I love watching Nadal play. And and you know his career is not finished. He still has a chance to win a couple. Djokovic, in terms of pure ability, he's a machine. Yeah, right? he's a machine. I agree with that. But there's something about him that's a bit off. His personality. I don't know where it is. And I know that doesn't play a part in his yeah, ability. But mm. yeah, yeah. I think for me, I'll still stick to um, Roger as as, as the goat. He's definitely he, the, uh, the archetypal I think uh, tennis player that they aim for, for sure. I think the next best and upcoming one 
I'd have to say um, Carlos Alcaraz. I think. Yeah, he was. He, he's pretty decent, to be fair. Um, I've seen some clips of it. Yeah, but it's going to be a very weird period in tennis after jo- think, you know yeah. after Djokovic and Nadal finally call it a day because well, you know when you look at it, they there isn't someone who's very obviously out there. I'm, I'm going to put it out there, Carlos Alcaraz. Honestly, I've watched so many games of his. I think he's up there as a 19-year-old to even win his first. Yeah, title, no, of course, honestly. but you know it's kind of befitting the end of Roger's career that he played his last game with Rafa. Hundred percent. That was uh, that was a good moment. Yeah, wasn't it was it? like a little emotional moment where they both were crying because it was yeah. just like um, one of the momentous moments that you'd look back and like. Okay. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And uh, guys, give us your thoughts. Um, what's your favorite Roger Federer moment? Uh, and who for you is the, the the greatest of all time when it comes to tennis? Finally, we move on to our final subject of the day. Yeah. Um, I've seen you know you were watching the NFL weekend, uh, the the Sunday night Come games. Uh, I was uh, mainly focused on the uh, the six pm games. Also, it was a big weekend. You know, we we saw the the Chiefs special teams just lose their minds, um, costing the the game against Indiana. We saw the Miami Bills game go off, absolutely yeah. off. I don't know how the Bills didn't manage to win that one, but shout out to Tua getting concussed, coming back in the game, throwing a 50-yarder. Uh, yeah. Amazing, amazing by Tua. Um, but what was your standout moment of the uh, weekend? What stood out for you? Uh, I'd probably say two games. The first being the Bills. Yeah, I think for me it was the Packers. Um, I think it was a good game to watch. It was a bit tough seeing Tom Brady lose. Uh, I think they were close. They had a chance uh, late on, but I think they were just too far off it and only the last quarter they started playing well. Yeah, it's, it was understandable without his main weapons. Uh, obviously, we, Mike Evans was suspended. Um, a couple of others are still injured and haven't mm. been able to play yet. But for me, that that exemplifies my issue with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is that it seems that, like it's all their defense doing it. And, and the two-on-one, you know, they lost this weekend, but... They're, they're still going to be there and thereabouts in the playoffs by the end of the season but I'll be honest I'm not that impressed um, their defence is pulling them through games they have an elite defence um, but their offence is just not at yeah, it, um, it no 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 options so it's understandable for, for, for Brady um, that was your standout then for, for the weekend yeah mm. yeah uh, do you, what do you, you think about the Packers do you think that Rodgers is finally getting his act together with the new setup uh, I'd still have to disagree I don't think he's going to do too well I'd I'd be surprised yeah. to see them even make it through to the playoffs. Really? But I d- I don't know. Like, I think I think their division is you is better this year than it has been in the past. But I still think they win the division. I'll be honest. I don't know. I think you just for you who who wins the 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 division then? I think looking on current form, I'd probably have to say Lions. But I don't think they have the enough firepower to make it through. I actually think they have firepower. I think my issue with the Lions is that this is the first time in decades that, that they actually, have a good team. Mm. And I think they're probably not used to playing at that high level yet. I think offensively they are there. Defensively, mate, they are. They're so fun to watch because their offense is amazing and their defense is so bad. Um, yeah. I think they will. They might ch- if they can manage to get through games and and win games. I can see them challenging for that first spot. But I want to see the Packers eight games in halfway through the season and see how they're doing. I think it's still too early to judge them as it was after week one, to be fair, after they lost. Um, my standout was Trevor Lawrence. Oh, okay. Now, listen, Trevor Lawrence, obviously, number one pick last year. 
first season not so great, but coaching issues with Urban Meyer and so on, mm-hmm. as we know. Yeah. Um. New ma- new coach, new setup, new weapons, and suddenly he looks like the guy that they drafted. Yeah. He looks like the guy that was the number one quarterback every year of high school, every year of college, and now in the NFL he. Do you know when I watch him play? I'm mm-hmm. just like, that guy's a grown man. And this is only his second year. And he looks like he can do everything. He can run it if he needs to. Mm. His game management has taken a step up this year. And I'm very interested to see how the Jags do. They've got a proper setup now. They've got a good win against a very good Chargers team. Trevor Lawrence is, is balling out. Yeah. Uh, what you, would you, do you think they can make the playoffs? Um... I'd say I hope so. Uh, I think just seeing young and upcoming talents um, surprise certain fan bases. I, I'd I'd love for them to make it, but I, I'm not too sure. I I think they, they the, I think they are potentially one of the top teams in their their division. I I think if they get to to a playoff, that's an amazing first proper yeah. year for for Trevor Lawrence, and then. Mm. You know, they go from there and they continue to build. I think they need to add to their defense a little bit. But apart from that, I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Jags. I'm, and, and that's weird. Another franchise. This season is so weird. And maybe this is just, you know, early season. Lo- Predictions, yeah. Yeah. But we're seeing a lot of teams who historically have struggled. The Lions, uh, the Jags, uh, performing. Mm. Um, and that's really good to see. It's exciting to see more competitive uh, matches every every week. The Jets are still the Jets, but nothing yeah. different there. <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm looking forward to see how 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 some of these young young talents uh perform this season. Usama, as always, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, my guy. Oh, thank you, man. Um, and thank you guys for listening uh, and supporting. We'll be back next week with the return of the Premier League. I'm sure we'll be discussing the Manchester derby and the fallout from that. It's going to be an interesting one to see. Looking well, forward to that. Yeah, we've also got the North London derby as well. It's a double derby weekend. That's going to be a good one for sure. Uh, I look forward to it. Osama again, thank you. Thank you, man. And have an amazing week, guys. And keep it locked.